Welcome to Season 9 of the Leadership Educator Podcast, your source for knowledge and expertise on facilitating leadership learning. Are you passionate about leadership education? Do you want to expand your resource toolbox with practical teaching, learning, and program design strategies? This is the podcast for you. If you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Before we get into this episode, Dan and I are calling out all of you leadership educators. Are you struggling to spice up your learning activities? Do you need somebody to bounce your ideas off of that has no stakes in the game? Meaning they're not your students, they're not your faculty peers, they're not your dean? Well, connect with us for expert guidance on creating engaging and inclusive classroom learning environments. Are you an academic leader seeking a program reviewer? Dan has availability this semester and would love to help you elevate your approach with customized feedback on your program. You can reach out to both of us through LinkedIn today. Welcome to Season 9 of the Leadership Educator Podcast. I'm Dan Jenkins, Professor of Leadership and Organizational Studies at the University of Southern Maine. And I am Lauren Bullock, Assistant Professor of Instruction at Temple University. This season, we're discussing generative learning for leadership educators. This is an approach to leadership development and education that focuses on cultivating generative thinking and behaviors in leaders. Generative thinking is the ability to create new possibilities, think systemically, and generate innovative solutions to complex problems. It involves shifting from a reactive or problem-solving mindset to a proactive and creative mindset. Yeah, general leadership aims to develop leaders who can navigate uncertainty, inspire collaboration, uh, and create positive change in their organizations and communities and contexts. It's going to often involve experiential learning, critical reflection, and the development of skills like systems thinking, adaptive leadership, and emotional intelligence. So we know our audience is familiar with a lot of those concepts and our hope and aim this season has been to talk to guests about how they're thinking about these things and how they're doing post-pandemic. So normally we would say, and today's guest is, but we have a special episode. We get special guests. (laughs) Special in air quotes. Um, So Dan and I just, just came back from Vancouver. It's our annual, we see each other in person and not on Zoom trip. Mm -hmm. Um, We just came back from ILA Global Conference. Uh, It's the amazing, I I don't want to say amazing. It's it's the like, let's take this picture in person now and maybe Mm -hmm. all year long because we don't know how how often we're going to be in those space. But it's always wonderful being in the same place and wonderful learning about leadership and what's kind of happening right now. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you were like, Dan, let's take a picture because we might not see each other again. <laughs> so no. we took took the name tags off and grabbed a photo right before the Meet the Authors event. And then I think we saw each other in passing like one or two other times. And that's just, it's just ridiculous. But one of the things I say when I bring students to the conference is, you know what, if we don't see each other, that's probably a good thing. Assuming that you're at the conference somewhere, right? Not... <laughs> Not uh, playing hooky somewhere around uh, around Vancouver or what have you, but uh, that means that you're meeting your people, you're 
finding your people and you're you're attending and participating in some really really great sessions and so this was uh, a great conference experience vancouver was beautiful weather held up for us most of the time um we got a little got a little rainy there on on the saturday and a little bit of the sunday but um, i was uh, pleasantly surprised with that and and uh, if you like sushi you were in heaven in that part of the world and um thinking about our theme this year around generative leadership learning there was no shortage of sessions that were looking at complex global issues issues at disrupting things that are disrupting our, our discipline. Certainly some sessions around the use of uh, artificial intelligence and chat GPT, which I'll definitely chat a little bit about, but, you know, just an engaging group and all around and um, some really great uh, awardees that were receiving lifetime achievement honors. And uh, we have an opportunity coming up too. Uh, we'll be releasing some episodes with some of those awardees really shortly. And, you know, still though, I think my favorite part of the conference is just reconnecting with with colleagues and and the hugs and the finding out what everybody's been up to. And, you know, one of my one of my grad students that was there, he said, Dan, this is like your Super Bowl, huh? I said, I said, I just am so excited to see everybody. And it just brings me so much joy to be around people that, you know, just some people that we, you know, we started on the tenure track at the same time, or folks that I've had an opportunity to mentor, people that have mentored me, you know, and and just it's it's like a reunion. You are, I feel like as your podcast partner, I had to stand in line too. And get in line. You did it. I did. I made sure I got in line and stood in line to meet the great Dan Jenkins. Oh, come on now. Crowds. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know it was interesting this time around. I don't I don't know why this didn't happen in DC. And some of it I surmise is because there are a lot of people I've seen over the years. And so I just know them. And so I go to these conferences and I meet new people, but nobody ever makes the association of, of me in person and me on the podcast. But this time around, I don't know who put out a memo, but I kept running into people and, and they looked at me and they were like, oh, oh, you're the girl from the podcast. And I was like, I'm the girl from the podcast. And, and you know, I lie about my age regularly. So honestly, being called a girl was like, okay, I'm mm -hmm. not looking like how many years I've been through. So I felt that. Um, but one of the things I appreciated about this conference, and like you said, it, it's like a reunion of sorts. I appreciated seeing some folks I hadn't seen in a while and also meeting new people. So for example, Laura Osteen, I followed her work. Um, I've seen her at conferences. I've seen her present um, but we had a really interesting, like random conversation about some continued learning that's happening in the field. And so it was nice to be able to see her passion in person regarding what she's got going on. So it was nice to have that con and it was nice that it wasn't scripted. It was, we just happened to be standing in the same section and just started having this. Um, and then I enjoyed meeting Lynn Garner. She is a fellow leadership educator out of the state of Florida. And she kind of came up to me. I was like, Hey, you know, I, I've never met you in person, but I'd like to talk to you now. And I'm like, yep, bring it. I'm standing here sipping Sprite. I got time for you, you know, to have this conversation. So it was nice to hear like her perspective and what she appreciated about the podcast. Like we both are very committed to not con just continuing conversations that we're interested in, but making sure that the content we're putting out there is relevant. And and I think how I know and, and, and what makes me feel this way is people will pinpoint something from the 35th minute of the podcast. So if you're still listening to that, you know, you're not just saying it because you recognize our face, but it's what we wanted. We want to continue the good, rich conversations that happen. So like my hope is when we're talking to folks, you're talking back to the podcast in your car or while you're on the treadmill about your experience. So it was it was nice, you know, meeting some new people, seeing some other folks, 
also want to shout out um, Dr. Sharon Womble King, and I'll talk a little bit about her, and then Corey Franco. I, I talked to both of them in separate sessions, but I, I do want to hear, since we weren't in the same room, Stan, uh, where were you during the conference after we saw each other at like the book, the author's roundtable? I didn't know this was going to be an interrogation, Lauren. So, well, <laughs> where were you on the night of you were supposed to be at? It says on the program that you were supposed to be in such and such session. So, I really had a great experience. And um, one of the things that I'm really just, you know, really geeking out on, and, you know, we've, we've seen a little bit of that this season about the, the artificial intelligence and the chat GPT stuff. But the first session that I went to was this great workshop that was co-facilitated by uh, Jessica Benson, who's assistant professor at Mississippi State, and then uh, Catherine Jo Rucker at University of Arkansas. And they had uh, one, one of the, they actually ended up having to um, zoom in one of the facilitators because of, I don't know, you know, things happen last minute with travel and, and, and who knows. And they, like without a hitch, they did a, a, a great job, wouldn't have known it. And it was called Let's Chat It Up. Are you apprehensive or adventurous about OpenAI's chat GPT? And like the foresight of them getting that workshop in in February, I'm just like, y'all, y'all go. Like, and they did a, a great job because I, I'm always like, oh, is this gonna be stuff I already know? But no, they did it with grace and we were engaged. The entire time it was a it was a packed room probably eight you know of the six or eight foot rounds or whatever they are and just great great activities that they started with a they called like factor fiction you know again in air quotes uh, where we had to just figure out like was this written by a chatbot or a human and there were things like literature reviews and conference proposals and conference descriptions and you know just getting us to think about some of these things in in a certain way and you know kind of giving us some insight that you know who else is really uh, that really struggles with figuring out if things were written by a chatbot the chatbot like if you <laughs> copy and paste something and say hey ChatGPT did you write this flip a coin that's how good it is at deciphering that yeah I didn't know that. Um, and so that was an interesting activity that they had us do. They also gave us some good tips about generating checklists like, hey, ChatGPT, what's like 10 things I need to know if I'm going to do this or if I'm going to write a syllabus or if I'm going to put together a workshop or, and also asking it, hey, what are 10 things that you need to know, ChatGPT, so that you can give me the best output on this problem or issue or, or project that I'm working on? And it'll be like, hey, and it will give you like a readout of like, if you can answer these 10 questions, it will give you more of what you're looking for, right? We kind of going back to that thing, I think we talked about in our episode with, with Joey around like garbage in, garbage out. That really has been the number one thing that I share with people when they're like, how, how are you using it? Like, how are you getting better at using it? I mean, it's generative, right? It learns, right? And so it's garbage in, garbage out. And that's been really, really helpful. Another thing that that they shared during this was that, and I didn't know this, like one of the things that I'm annoyed about is that you can't upload documents to ChatGPT. But what you can do is if you can say, hey, summarize this hyperlink. So like if there's an article from like the Journal of Leadership Education that was published before 2021, because remember, ChatGPT stops it whenever they programmed it somewhere in 2021. So something written before 2021, you can say, hey, summarize this article, put in the URL and it'll do it if it's open source, right? You know, and but if like a Harvard Business Review article or any of those types of things, that's been a time saver for sure. And, and again, just kudos to, to Jessica and Catherine for a great, great workshop and the great activities that they designed. Good segue for me when on the next day, that Saturday, I was part of a panel called AI Leadership and Ethics. Where do we go from here that Chris Wildermuth put together? And Chris is great. And 
she got the panel together on the ILA intersections. What do they call it? The blog, the community. She basically said, hey, y'all, I want to do a panel on this. Who wants to join me? And I love those. I've, I've, I've taken that risk myself and I was able to attract some folks that I had never met. And, and that's what I love about the ILA community is you can get folks together that have common ground or, or, or are interested in the same thing. And that's how these conversations and, and ideas come together. So it was with uh, Jennifer Garrard, Kevin Bottomley, and Mary Tabata were the other panelists. And Mary's Mary's doing great. She's um, um, a lead coach at an organization called Finishing Strong, and she's actually getting a whole coaching group together that she's, they had a coaching meetup at the conference and she's been posting on the intersections too. I think those folks are getting together this uh, this Friday for an initial conversation. But so we talked about, well, funny thing. So we had all submitted questions that we wanted to address at the at the conference during our panel and we got together on Zoom and Chris was like, oh my gosh, we just have so many questions. How are we ever going to figure out what to ask like we have 30 questions and we need themes and so i as they were talking i copied and pasted all the questions at, into chat gpt and said hey chat gpt can you put this into five themes for us you know and then it did its little thing and in 30 seconds we had five themes and i said hey can i interrupt you all and i put the put it in the chat and they were like oh my gosh and and they thought it was the funniest thing because it's like here we are like talking about this phenomenon and actually using it to organize our session and so we actually started the session uh, Chris shared that story and it really helped us. So we ended up with five themes that were um, the integration and use of AI in education, ethical and social concerns of AI in education, uh, ethical and social implications of AI, the environmental impact of AI um, in educational institutions, and then preparing the next generation for AI and digital uh, digital digitalization say that three times fast no that um, word that word beat you dan that word beat me that word beat me um, okay, and- you know, i will say real quick it's funny you mentioned chris's name because this year i actually attended online and in person and i mm-hmm. kept seeing her so there was a leadership education community meetup and i went and she had been very active in both spaces so it, it, it's interesting we saw the same people two degrees of separation mm-hmm. yeah each other as much. Yeah. And I'm excited. Chris is returning for the third time for our L- to our LEA facilitator team. So, so yeah, uh, you know, I'll just close this out really quick, but it was really interesting, the different things that we covered in the panel and really humbling that we were, it was like a standing room only room. That's great to, to be a part of anything like that. Cause folks are just really interested in this, you know, Jennifer was sharing some things around sustainability and like the carbon footprint of, of AI, you know, like comparing it to like the carbon footprint of uh, cyber cryptocurrency uh, Kevin talked a lot about like student honor code and plagiarism and cheating issues. Uh, Mary thought, looking at, th- at the use of AI through all these different ethical frameworks, and you know I shared some some teaching tips, some some of which I had learned the day before at that workshop I shared, but also from some of the other research and and um, some of the folks we've had on the podcast. So that that was just a lot of fun to be a part of and to connect with some people. And definitely, I have, I have so much more that I want to explore uh, on that front. So, you, you know, in addition to, to talking about like Chris and, and being the same place time, it, it's interesting because when we were in the session, and, and this kind of speaks to like the work we're doing on the podcast, we we try to, again, talk about things we know people are, um, the conversation around LEA came up and somebody asked the question, kind of, I've never been, what can I experience? And I was like, you know, I hate to be that person, but I actually can answer your question in a 45 minute episode. And so I was able to, in multiple spaces, like share like the LEA link or even um, I attended a session where they brought in journal editors and I appreciated the way they set this up. They did um, a, a introduce yourself first 
And then they did small table talks. So every uh, table had an editor and people who are interested in research. And you could ask folks like one-on-one your questions. And so I'm just, I'm always interested in, in scholarship and research, just trying to develop my own practice. Um, but then I was sitting there at the table and as everybody was sharing, I was, I was listening to it. I was sitting next to uh, Dr. Matthew Sochik, past guest, and everybody was sitting around asking these questions. And I'm like, episode 86, talked about the episode 92, talked about this. And so after everybody kind of asked and there was a little lull, I kind of went back and said, okay, like for you, check this, this resource out. And only because I felt like I was like half a step ahead of where they were. Um, the people at my table in the process. So the the thing I like is that what we're talking about is showing up and and I can easily say like, you know, here's the link or here's like, we've talked to this specific person. So like one of the editors we had had on our show and, and, you know, I said, okay, so he answered your question and I know you liked it. We got a 45 minute episode with him just, uh, and you can listen at your leisure. And so it, it was, it was nice because I felt like in that space, I really could help somebody out. Um, and I didn't expect that. Usually I go to conferences and I'm just absorbing information. And so it was nice to be able to, to share some of that um, knowledge in these spaces. And I, I kind of like apologize. And I was like, I'm not an expert, but I did ask those same questions. Kind of here's the, the cheat sheet. So again, being in these spaces with folks that we're connecting with and, and able to answer some of those questions. Feel- yeah. And it's almost as if we went into this venture so that we could do stuff like that right Lori? <laughs> well you know well i will say too wait going back to your ai conversation i couldn't get into the ai session i mistakenly stopped to get tea and or use the bathroom and it was so crowded i couldn't it would have been a fire code violation if i had set foot in there so i'm, I'm glad you're given the recap um i will say our conversations around ai helped me with my own research so i've just spent the last two months coding data and I was able to use ChatGPT to clean. And we were talking about different prompts. And I had to play around with the prompt that I used. I was then sharing it with Ralph Gelati, who was on the show a, a couple of weeks ago. I shared it with him. We were having lunch. And he's kind of like, you need to talk about this. And in my head, I'm like, well, I was just using it because I got, I'm pressed for time and I needed to. But he was kind of like, this is what's happening right now. And in the time you're saving, you can be doing other things. So it was nice to like bounce something like that off of a of him, who's such a who I respect as a researcher in person so much. Um, I also though went to my library and they did a workshop on AI tools in research, and they talked about what was uh, okay, what was permitted, and what wasn't permitted. So I don't know if folks out there can go to their library, and I love my librarian um, Christina Devoe, but if they can go to their local library and ask these questions too, because I didn't think about it until like the calendar came across. Um, the calendar uh, event came across my email. So just offering some more resources. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And it's, it's fun that now that we've, what we're close to 125 episodes that we're able to say, hey, here's, like, this is a resource, right? And if you go back to even our pilot episode, it was like, we what are resources for leadership educators, right? And so that was, you know, to, to be able to share that and be like, yeah, like I, I learned this because we had this person on and, um, it's it's nice. It's just what a what a great community that we're that we're a part of. Um, speaking of communities, one of the things that I that I love that I that I get to do is uh, co-facilitate the Great Ideas Teach and Share session, which was a session I attended at my first uh, ILA back in 2010 in Boston, and 
I remember, I think there was only maybe like 15 or 20 folks there. Um, and the way it works is put people into small groups. Everybody shares different um, ideas for teaching different leadership and theories and you know whatever type of activities that you um, are kind of like your go-to or your favorite activities that you get to facilitate in your classes. Um, you share those at small tables. Each table gets to choose like, hey, you know, Lauren's activity was the one we liked the best. And then they do a quick train the trainer and share it with the rest of the the large group. And so, you know, if you've got 15, 20 people or, or some years we've had 50 or 60, you can leave with, you know, a, a nice dozen or so different activities that you can write, bring right back to your to your classrooms or your programs or what have you. And the ILA, and we'll put this in the show notes, also has a link to where we've compiled all of these activities because we ask folks to either um, submit the activity to write it down on this little sheet or uh, through a Google form. And I remember, and that's just a this great resource and an encyclopedia of activities. But I remember going, this was back in 2010. I was like, wow, I'm surprised there's not more people at this session. Um, and somebody said to me, well, you know, Ron Heifetz is giving a, a talk down the hallway in the big ballroom. And I said, who's Ron Heifetz? <laughs> Because I didn't know yet. I mean, I certainly know who he is now. Um, but your leadership card then, Dan. I don't know what know. they were doing letting you back in after that. Jeez. So this is one of these funny things. But um, but kudos to uh, Paige Hopper Curran who uh, co-facilitated that with with me uh, this year. And uh, usually Tony Middlebrooks joins us too. But um, as someone who used to chair the leadership education community, I kind of inherited doing that work and, and Tony before me. And I think um, I don't remember exactly how Paige got involved with that, but it was really great to see a, a handful of LEA facilitators and a, a bunch of LEA participant alumni that were there. One of the the fun takeaways there was so this um, this gentleman I can't remember his name but he shared that in one of his classes he would get the students to all put together like these word clouds with superheroes and villains and you know trying to you know getting them to think about like you know who are their favorite superheroes who are their favorite villains and trying to think about like how does this connect to leadership and then one of the things he would finally get them to think about or that he would just bluntly ask us what do they have in common and one of the things that they would start to talk about was the origin stories. Um, and so, you know, I'm thinking back to our episode on the Marvel universe and what have you with Gordon and Sai. But one of the things that's always interesting about superheroes and villains and like that space is they all almost always had like really hard things that happened to them. And oftentimes that's how they got their powers. Um, but the question is, how do these leaders and villains, what do they do with their powers, right? And so getting them to think about like, do you use your leadership powers for good or for evil or for what have you? And really getting, you know, particularly like young folks as they're thinking about um, leadership to to think about this in a way that's really, really accessible and relevant to them because, I mean, we love our superheroes, this generation, um, as well as our villains, right? Some people really, really, you know, might uh, relate to some of these villains for, for the right reasons. Uh, but certainly we have our villains that we can certainly learn a, a thing or two from. Maleficent is one of my favorite movies for that reason. Oh, my kids love that. They were <laughs> real quick. My, my daughters are, they're older now, but they're, they're two and a half years apart. And my oldest, this is like, I don't know, they were like six or seven, whenever that came out or whatever. And so she's like, I'm going to be Maleficent. Like, like she gets the whole thing. And we're like, to my younger daughter, like, well, what are you going to be? And she's like, well, I'm going to be Maleficent too. And my <laughs> daughter was so mad. And we have this picture of the two of them, like, you know, like just her, her junior twin. And they're both Maleficent. And I'm just like, oh my God, y'all. They just, they're always competing. It's just so funny. Sorry. That's a, that's, at, that's at a tangent. 
at least they are two and a half years apart. My boys mm. are 10 years apart. And if I was better, I would have saved some of them Batman outfits because they have both either been Batman mm. Superman. Like I've purchased Batman or Superman costumes for the better part of 15 years <laughs> behind. So at least you're smart enough to have them two and a half years apart. My boys are, are 10 years and, and no change in either of them. Oh I'm still by or Spider-Man, excuse me. I'm, I've been I've invested heavily in Spider-Man costumes. My goodness. Yeah. And I would say the only other, you know, the only big takeaway kind of to bring us back full circle is it's, it's the relationships that you get to create and the people that you get to connect with and that you get to connect people to. Any time I have an opportunity to connect someone that's new to ILA or a graduate student to, to folks. I mean, that's where those relationships matter is, Hey, Oh, wow. I'd really like to meet like, Hey, you know what? I know, I know this person or I know somebody who knows them that can make an introduction and, and to do that. And, and the last thing I'll, I'll share that was just really a lot of fun is there, there was the hotel bar that was kind of like, you had to stop by this area to get out of the building. And man, there are a couple of nights, our leadership educator community took over that hotel bar. We are a social bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was just a lot of fun to, to spend some time with those folks and to, and to know that, Hey, you know, if you want to find the leadership educator community, a lot of them are, are probably hanging out near the, uh, near the hotel bar there. So it was great to see so many people again. What I heard was we need a spirit partnership for the podcast. We might need, right? <laughs> Brought to you by by your favorite bourbon, right? Yeah, or IPA something. I don't right, know. right. So I don't, I don't know. You have to input the right words there, but mm-hmm. so, so I'm glad you talked about the relationships. And where I'll end is simply that um, I got to spend some time with my Antioch University community in a way that I've never done. So Dr. Lisa Boysen, who's been involved with Antioch for years, as well as ILA heavily, um, she hosted a few events um, in conjunction with some administrators, um, with faculty and students. Um, I, I enjoyed the separate dinner and reception where we did a cohort roll call. Friend of the program and Phrenesis podcast host, Dr. Scott J. Allen, was the eldest cohort member in our space. And so, and then Dr. Julie Johnson, who had mentored me through my research learning achievement in the program, she was there as well. So it was nice to see they they had social events, but they also had a mini residency. So I got to meet some people who are like cohort 23 and cohort 22, some folks that were just starting in the program and able to even give a little bit of not advice, but um here's what I wish somebody would have told me about this process. But it was just nice connecting in a new way. I've had a great experience in the community and with the program. Um, and so it was just nice to to experience that in a different way. It almost felt like a study abroad. However, I didn't have a, a residency session to attend specifically. Um, although I did go to uh, Dr. Atim George and Dr. Sharon Womble King spoke on generativity in leadership and um. So I learned a lot about just the general concept of generativity and and both women left me with a lot of reflective questions. I think all told, I came out of this with a lot of reflective questions. So all in all, a great learning experience, great social experience. And again, happy to see your face once a year. Good experience. If only we lived a little closer, <laughs> but it's been quite a project that we were still able to do this on Zoom and, and you know, thank goodness for for technology. And wow, I'm that sounds like an awesome session on generative learning, like right up our alley. And I'm sad that I somehow didn't I, I must maybe I had something at the same time. I don't know how I missed that one. And so and that's that's the hard thing, right? There's just so many sessions that you want to go to. Yeah. So well they'll come on the show and talk about it if we'd like. So Ooh. you save your questions. Oh.
all right i see i see what you're doing there so all right thank you so much y'all for listening today it's just it's great to reflect and to um you know share some of our experiences and we hope that we'll get to see you at um, an ila conference or an ala conference in the near future we hope you appreciated this episode and uh, look forward to meeting and hearing from you soon Leadership educators who may have a little trouble coming up with creative learning activities to further their course and program learning outcomes are now able to meet with Dan or me to discuss the process they use to ensure engaged and inclusive learning environments. Or if you're an academic leader looking for an external reviewer, Dan brings years of experience in education evaluating leadership programs. Contact us via LinkedIn today. Do you connect with leadership educators virtually? Please follow us on social media. Search the Leadership Educator Podcast on LinkedIn to find our page. And find us on Twitter at Lead Educator Pod for episode release information, show notes, and upcoming events. You can connect with me on Twitter at Dr. Underscore Leadership. And Lauren is at M-R-S-L-A-U-R-J-B. That's Miss Laura JB. You can find the episodes wherever podcasts are available. We also encourage you to please subscribe at theleadershipeducator.com and rate us five stars as the more you rate us, the easier it is for others to find us. We'd like to thank the James M. Cox Jr. Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership within the Grady College of Journalism and Mass Communication at the University of Georgia. The support was facilitated by Dr. Keith Herndon, William S. Morris Chair in News Strategy and Management. And our wonderful theme music was composed, performed, and mixed by Dr. Matt White, trumpeter, composer, and associate professor and chair of jazz studies at the University of South Carolina. Check him out at mattwhitejazz.com. Matt, thank you so much for sharing your musical genius with our audience. And finally, we are grateful for the support of two professional associations that are destinations for leadership educators, the Association of Leadership Educators and the International Leadership Association. ALE, which funded the start of the podcast, continues to promote our mission of continuing conversations with leadership professionals. Check out all that ALE has to offer at leadershipeducators.org. The global reach of the ILA has helped us to expand our listenership beyond our original borders. Check out the ILA's programs and resources at ilaglobalnetwork.org.